I feel like we need a trigger warning for our podcast. Oh, we might need a trigger warning, maybe. To say, hi, my <laughs> name is Faith, and this is your trigger warning. Hello and welcome to the Holmes Politicast opinion segment. I'm Thomas. I'm Jim. I'm Faith. And, we and are, I'm Katie. Yes. <laughs> we are joined by the lovely and talented Katie Wolfus again. She's not replacing Faith Ann this time, uh, so we'll get twice the female perspective as we usually do, so it'll be good stuff. So let's just jump right into the big discussion. Let's Corona- dive right in. Yes. Feet first. Coronavirus. Uh, We've got it all over Michigan. Uh, well, not all over Michigan, mostly in Detroit. But, um, it's spreading all over Michigan. There's concern. And uh, I think the big thing that we're concerned about is getting back to work, getting the economy back on track. Um, I know even Governor Whitmer, when she's addressing us, um, she talks about these two crises we're facing. I think since we haven't had Katie's opinion yet, uh, maybe we should ask her her take first. Oh boy, on what? You what specifically? <laughs> there's a lot of different trails we could go down. That's true. <laughs> there are. Um, how about? Whoops. How about her her plans? Uh, she's she's talked a lot about. Um, Wait, what plan? Plan. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's most of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, you mean where she keeps saying vaguely that we're going to open up uh, the economy bit by bit and piece by piece, and uh, we're looking for specific numbers, but what those numbers are, we don't know? That's the one, yeah. That one, okay. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, do you think... The blank sheet of paper with a big question mark on it. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, (laughs) do you think she'll... Do you think she has any plan on getting back to get normal? Like... Because it seems like, kind of like we're just hunker down and don't do anything else. Right. I think she does, probably. Um, any any leader at this point, if they don't have a plan that they're working on, um, whether that be the governor of Michigan, the governor of New York, um, or anything like that, um, even Trump himself, if they don't have a plan that they're working on or uh, revising at this point, then this is going to be a huge failure of, of gov- you know, of governmental powers um, pretty soon. Um, but they, I, I, I'm guessing she does, but I also don't think she wants to reveal uh, much of anything right now because there's still this huge question mark of when do we start opening stuff up? Um, what, what are those factors we're actually looking for? You know, she was saying today on her, um, on her address of Michigan that, you know, she's hopeful that we're on a downturn right now because there have been, um, lower numbers the past couple of days of new cases, but, you know, what that specific number is, what that specific threshold is. I even think the science community doesn't know. And so if she's basing all of her stuff off of science right now, as she says she is, um, then she's still got a big question mark as to when this stuff comes into play. 
yeah, I know a lot of the a lot of the projections and models have been being shown to be just that projections and models and kind of predictions as to maybe what might happen and what might not. Uh, they're getting a little bit more accurate, but it still seems like we're working off a lot of non-information. Like we don't know how many people. We were talking about this in the news segment. We don't know how many people are asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. Um, how many. You know how where it's spread to that we don't have records of. Um, mm-hmm. I know I've heard some some talk about misreported deaths because mm-hmm. um, deaths are being overreported as COVID nineteen deaths. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just been a lot of a lot of craziness going on up there. Yeah. Do you think that like she might not be releasing her plan yet because? like criticism or backlash like she could be waiting to release it until later so that there's like less protests and like so it appears like she's focusing on the virus right now well that's i don't know it's tough to gauge when she just keeps on throwing out like we're gonna try and do this but not really saying how she's gonna do it i mean it's I haven't seen a ton of evidence for a plan so far. It's just been kind of vague. We need to do this. Yeah, I I think, well, I'll just put this in a national sense. If you remember, Obama drew a line in the sand about Syria, and when they were crossed it, he wasn't prepared to follow through, yeah. and he just looked ridiculous yeah. for drawing a line in the sand. And so I think that's kind of the same thing. Like she might have an idea. But if she tells people when it gets to this level, we'll reopen the government. But what if, what if it gets to that level and they're not ready to reopen the government? She doesn't want to be like, well, I said we were going to reopen it if it got to this level, and now I've changed my mind. Yeah. So I, I think Katie's probably right. She probably does have a plan, but she doesn't want to reveal it yet because if things change, she doesn't want to be caught like changing at the last minute and telling everybody, yes, this is what we're going to do, and then, oh, no, 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 we're not going to do that now. and. You know, as because she's, as she's been caught a couple times. Yeah, I mean, as, as the things change, you know, she doesn't want to be look too foolish. I mean, yeah. you know, and I, I think it's the same thing like with Trump too. I mean, you know, he's kind of put aspirations like he'd like to be open by Easter, he'd like to be open by May, but he hasn't said we're going to do this because things might change, and you don't want to be caught saying, definitely, I'm drawing the line in the sand. This is this is going to happen, and then have to say okay we can't do that yeah because it just it looks ridiculous at that point there is nothing that will erode your people's right confidence in the government than like expressly backpedaling on what you said you were going to do because i noticed that in that press conference today with whitmer she was asked specifically is there a number is there like where do you decide to reopen it and she was really hedging on that like she didn't want to answer you know it's like there's no real number we're just going to go by the science you know like Mm-hmm. I, I think there is a number in her mind that, but she doesn't want to draw that line in the sand because it, it'll, she'll just look ridiculous. And if it is true that she's, she's auditioning to be VP, she certainly doesn't want to look like she doesn't know what she's talking about. Exactly. When you already have Joe Biden who doesn't know what he's talking about, you don't, you don't want to ticket of two people who are both lunatics and idiots. I mean... I mean, they are kind of, but I mean, yeah. you don't want to be obvious <laughs> when you have a dementia-ridden candidate and then a governor who has no idea what she's talking about and has to keep going back and rechanging things. It's going to look horrible. That's exactly right, yeah. 
No, I was going to say something about her her interviewing with. Oh, Katie, did you see that the the interview with uh, Biden and Gretchen Whitmer? I did not. So Biden now has, I need to look this up. It's a Biden podcast. A podcast. Believe it or not. Yes, I did hear that he was making a podcast, which. I feel like probably has to be one of the funniest things to listen to right now. Oh yeah. Um, as a as a political junkie and, yeah. and one of the, one of the funniest, but also one of the most pathetic things because let's face it, in his family, I feel like isn't doing him any favors for letting him run right now. No, you are exactly um, right. Elder abuse. They should be arrested. They should be for. <laughs> Why are they doing this to this man? I feel bad for him. I'm not going to vote for him, but I feel bad for him. Yeah. You know, he's I, being I embarrassed and pushed out there by his family who know he better. He was already bad enough under he was. Obama. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, to the point where I'm pretty sure no Republicans wanted to impeach Obama because they were like, they didn't even have that Biden. <laughs> yeah. you're, um, you're probably right about that. He, he wasn't like he was already well. he was already misstepping over his words and over yeah like everything it seems like um in what he was saying and what he was talking about even under obama and it's only gotten worse yeah and to the point where it, i feel like if you're not seeing it obviously for what it is right now you're not looking at that you're part of the problem yeah, <laughs> yeah. because he, i mean Sure, old people forget stuff. They, you know, can stutter over their words and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it just seems pretty obvious to me that there's something else going on health-wise with him right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's he's obviously having trouble finishing his sentences and um, remembering where he is often. What he's running for? The other, yeah, well, I heard him the other day saying, I'm Joe Biden, I'm running for the Senate. <laughs> I'm like, what? Really? Yeah, wow. he's already been there and done that. Huh. Yeah, <laughs> but um, what were you going to say about the podcast, though? You were uh, you were so, leading up to something. Yeah, no, just uh, mentioning that you know she was on there. Yeah, um, it's called "Here's the Deal" with with it. Joe Biden. Ish, they missed an opportunity. They could have should have called it "No Malarkey." No Because uh, he's always talking about uh, no malarkey. I thought that'd been a great title, "No Malarkey" with Joe Biden. Dog face yeah. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, it's okay. it's called Here's the Deal, and I guess they've only done like two shows. Oh, there's about four of them. Oh, is there four? Okay. Yeah. I was I only listened to Gretchen Whitmer. The review I read at that time there was only two. Okay. And <laughs> uh, and, and really the review is almost exactly what Katie said. It was they said it's part pathetic, part <laughs> you know, just like it's you're interested because he's going to be the nominee, but it's really pathetic. They said it's just he rambles on. You know, talks about his accomplishments, you know, like, I did this, I did that, I, you know, and this is just weird. It's just a weird, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the whole thing is just like, you know, in the mutual, like, he only brings on people who like him, you know, yeah. so it's, they said, you know, all the people who complain about Trump, you know, always wanting people to praise him. They said, you know, when he had Whitmer on there, it was just, oh, I think you're doing such a great job, Whitmer. Oh, I think oh, you're yeah. such a great man, Joe Biden. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, well, you're you're wonderful. Oh, I love you. You know, it just, yeah. They said it just sounds like yeah. something you see in North Korea, just like, you know, praising the dear leader. Yep. You know, you're so wonderful. You're so wonderful. And, you know, and... I, they really didn't talk about a ton of substance. Like, they talked about a little bit, you know, a little bit about what 
Governor Whitmer wants to do. Again, she was very vague on what she wants to do. Yeah. No real plan, no real line in the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'd say it's worth a listen for the rest of our listeners out there and uh, for any of us that haven't heard it. Uh, just to kind of keep an eye on what Whitmer's doing and mm-hmm. what she's talking about. And here's an interesting question. Do you guys think she's going to be the vice president candidate to Biden? What do you think, Katie? I mean, everybody seems to be saying that she is mm-hmm. almost a shoe-in for it. And the fact that Biden said he is going to nominate a female, mm-hmm. um, she, you know, she'd probably pull all of Michigan again, or yeah. most of, at least most of it towards blue. But I also think that if she keeps running the way she's doing right now, there's no way Michigan's going to vote, like, blue. Yeah. Like, they'll just be complete red again. Which I said when the election came around in 2016, if there was anyone who could pull Michigan to red, it would be Trump. Yeah. Um, you know, in the last few presidential elections. So, so I don't – if he's looking to try and win Michigan and if she – keeps going the way she's going right now, I don't think it would be a smart pick for him. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's trying to get some of the Midwest states to pull blue, but, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what his advisors are thinking um, or anything yeah. like that, but I know she's, at least a lot of people are talking about her. Mm-hmm. Which is, I feel like something she wants. But then at the same time, today she was like, you can go ahead and criticize me. I've got a thick skin. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I do think that it does feel feel like she keeps trying to put Michigan on the map (laughs) in some ways, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Or otherwise she just keeps trying to pass things that make us put Michigan on the map. I don't know. It's like that reverse, like marketing sort of thing. <laughs> kind of like she's she's doing such a bad job. We've got a. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's okay. like it's 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 so bad that people just talk about it and then it gets airtime. That's yep. kind of like <laughs> you know. Yep, that's um, that's a lot of Democrats though. Um, mm-hmm. So I was. Uh, I knew exactly where I wanted to go with that too. <laughs> and then I get I get involved I get in, engaged mentally in the discussion. I'm like, Bleh. yeah. Um, there's another thing that Whitmer did that I wanted to talk about. Oh, like uh, t- today or during on Thursday? Okay, so no, it was actually it re- related to Whitmer, but not something she did. So, uh, uh, have you seen? Uh, I, we just talked about this in the news segment very briefly. Um, at the end, but uh, this Facebook group, uh, Michiganders Against Excessive Quarantine. Yes, oh, I have my. a number of people in my uh, in my friends list who are in the group, and I have been invited to join the group. Yeah, um, by at least one member of my friends list. So, <laughs> like, pretty much almost instantly when the page went up, I think. Yeah, it was. It's crazy. <laughs> this, this thing has been up for like a week. Yeah, and there are already two hundred and forty thousand, I think. Two hundred eighty thousand members, like that is crazy. Yeah, Michigan is not 
going for this extended stay at home thing. Um, so there's a conversation going on, especially between the legislature, uh, uh, the Speaker of the House and the Senate, and then Whitmer are in disagreement on the mm-hmm. difference between essential and non-essential versus safe and unsafe. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I know that's been probably one of the biggest points of frustration for Michiganders is that like there are certain things that seem like they're safe. We can do them with social distancing measures that would allow us to keep the economy going. Um, any thoughts on that? Um, where where you think Governor, you know, any of us, where we think Governor Whitmer should go with that? Comments on, I don't know if you guys have seen the exact quotes from Sheffield and, uh, no. That's, that's I've just heard a little bit about it. I haven't seen the exact quotes though. I've just, okay. I've heard about the debate between them. Okay. Any, any thoughts on and the I, whole debate? I do on? know that she doesn't want she didn't want them to come back in a session the legislature and i'm convinced one of the reasons is she doesn't want the oversight you know because (laughs) i'm surprised there because it feels like we're just seeing a pattern with her yeah some of these cases yeah they don't pass her 45 cent gas tax and she's like oh well i'll just pull two billion out of this fund for road, road funding but yeah, as long as they're not in session and they can't, you know, they can, they can override her. You know, they could pass something reopening our economy. Oh yeah. Um, right. But if they're not, if they're not meeting, they can't do that. So mm-hmm. she can she can continue this as long as she wants. So she doesn't have to answer to them. You know, they might call her, and you know, call call on her to answer questions. You know, explain to us. As the legislature, we want to know why, what are you basing this on, blah, blah, blah. Here, she doesn't have to, you know, if, if she keeps them out of Lansing. Yeah. She can just, based on my own decision, I'm going to extend it and not have to work with them. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sure that's part of it. I don't know if that's the only reason. I mean, I know she claimed it was because of health, but I really don't think she cares all that much about the Republicans. <laughs> Yeah. Health, you know, <laughs> like oh, I'm looking out for the Republicans' health because I love them. Yeah, you know, I oh, I think right. it's more that's an, a convenient excuse to get them out of Lansing, so she can just kind of handle this on her own without having to answer a lot of questions. But All right, so Jim is going full tyranny on us. I well, yeah, I I kind of think that's where she's leaning. I'm not, I I, I wouldn't die on that hill, but but I, I do think it is I it is interesting though that she doesn't want the legislature there. I mean, they could still. I mean, the United States Congress is still meeting, although they just have a quorum. They don't have everybody there. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, they could still. The legislature could still meet. Yeah, Maybe they, not every single person, they but the quorum uh, to extend. Actually, the legislature extended their own uh, self isolation. Mm. Uh, the last time they were in session, they voted to uh, recess until. I don't remember the date. I'm not even trying to think of it. It's going to waste too much time. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not totally sold that Governor Whitmer, you know, or I'm not, I'm not totally convinced that Governor Whitmer wants them in session. Yeah, I think it would be I, beneficial though to have their point of view. Yeah. Because I mean, you need to have a, you know, you need to have some opposing viewpoints. Um, because all she's getting from the science people is we need to keep everything closed down. Yeah. And it would be good to have somebody who gives an alternative. Maybe she would still decide everything needs to be closed down, but at least she would hear the other argument saying, well, this is what our constituents are saying, or this is what we believe. 
Yeah. You know, but right now she's not getting that. She's just getting like an echo chamber, just whatever she believes is what she's getting. And she's not hearing from the Republicans saying. I mean, she she's hearing from like you know the the majority or the yeah the majority the speaker of the house and the senate. Like, I'm sure she's in communication with them as well. Um, I know I, there was an article where they they kind of had some open communication right, uh, they? between her and Shirky. Oh okay. Um, yeah, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go so far as to say she's totally you know trying to uh, get the legislature out of the deal but mm-hmm. so I, I guess since we're already on the topic mm-hmm. uh, I hesitate to say she's going to take this to a level where it becomes obvious tyranny mm-hmm. um, mostly because I think we've got constitutional you know backstops there to keep her from doing that uh, but Gosh, it, you know, it goes both ways for me, really. It is a tough one, yeah. <laughs> I see some of the things she do, does, like uh, like uh, saying we can't, you know, buy paint. And, yeah. you know, we, department stores should... And I know she went and clarified this afterward, but she did make a very vague statement of, like, all right, we're closing everything down except for the essentials. If I deem it unessential, you can't sell it. That's kind of what it sounded like. So... I think it's really hard. It's really hard for me and a lot of other Republicans as well because we're all so freedom-minded that we're like, yeah. "All right, I see a need to do this. Maybe mm-hmm. you're taking it a little far." Um, and I know yeah. there was that piece from the Federalist. I like the that, Federalist. Yeah, yeah. That uh, you know this this uh, this virus scare is you know revealing the the tyrannists, mm-hmm. the people that want to tyrannize the American people. And yeah, I don't know. I, I, I hesitate to attribute malice. Uh, I'm sure probably a couple of our listeners have heard this before. Yeah. Uh, I know Katie has. Uh, I hesitate to attribute to malice what I can attribute to stupidity. Uh, so you think it's more incompetence than it is like a plan? Yeah. A planned I, tyranny. It's more just like incompetence. I don't think she's sitting in yeah. her office going, hee, 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 now's my time to seize control. I think she just has a predisposition because of her values to yeah. say more control is better than less control, and I don't like that. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know where we can go off of that. <laughs> if that's a... Uh, so wait, nobody's in session in Lansing. Yes. So they're gonna do this whole gridlock at Lansing when nobody's in session and gonna see it. I think it's more for well, Whitmer's the benefit. Will be there. Yeah, Whitmer's in Lansing still. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think so it's, it's for the. Only for women. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, the well, the Whitmer's the only one that's been doing that has actually been doing stuff. Like she's the one that's been signing executive yeah. orders and you know doing all this stuff. So yeah, the protest is definitely. So she's forward. not working from home. No. Okay. Of course she's not. in her office every couple of days. Well, I don't actually watch them. I just read the transcript. Oh okay. yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, she she's doing those from her office um, in Lansing with. A bunch of other people not practicing social distancing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Kate, uh, are you going to be at that uh, 
that protest? The gr- the gridlock? Yes. Um, I don't think so, no. You don't think so? Um, okay. Mostly because I'm actually someone who is still working. <laughs> yes, that makes it a little bit more difficult. So... <laughs> So I can't really like actually abandon my job. Um, so yeah, so I'm you know part of I guess the essential workers grid right now uh, because be I work in, in housing. Though. You'll be there in but, spirit though, right? Um, putting her on the spot. I, don't, I mean, <laughs> it'll I mean it'll be on my Facebook feed probably all day about it and stuff like that. But oh yeah, um, and. To say that I'm not very happy with this whole quarantine thing is an inaccurate statement. I guess it's just hard for me trying to figure out, okay, what, how, how to actually respond to this. And I mean, all, all of us, all of us here talking are Christians and our worldview comes from the point of the Bible. And so it's like, how do we... Um, as Christians, be good citizens right now in light of what the government is doing. And so that's something that I've been wrestling with. And it's not that I'm ever against protesting. I'm not. Um, I think the walk for life is something that needs to happen a lot. I think people standing on sidewalks in front of Planned Parenthood facilities is something that shouldn't be infringed upon Um, and stuff like that. It's just trying to figure out, okay, how does what is my what is my response going to be to this whole thing so i've been somewhat quiet on facebook about a whole bunch of this stuff just because i guess from a personal side i'm trying to figure out okay what what is my witness going to look like during this time yeah yeah that's true good point yeah that is a good point which actually brings up another uh topic that's been pretty hot this last week franklin graham doing work in New York, Singapore, Alaska. Yeah, with Samaritan's Purse. Yes, yes. So he had a Sunday special with Ben Shapiro um, in which he talked yesterday, actually. Uh, I listened to that, and that was really good. Was um, it? Yeah. Ben Shapiro had Franklin Graham on. Um, he talked a lot about <coughs> what his hospitals are looking like, uh, what's going on in them, um, what, it, what the situation is on the ground in New York. Um, I know he goes into detail there because he's been in New York on the ground seeing, you know, what's happening. So he talks about that a little bit. There was quite a few other topics that he talked. I know he talked a little bit about um, the attacks that have been coming against him. I don't know if you guys have seen those. Not against Franklin Graham, no. Yeah, that like LGBTQ people are all like, but they won't treat us or anything like that, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're saying that uh, Samaritan's Purse like won't, won't treat gay people or trans Which is people. bull. Yeah, yeah. It's total bull. Like, well, it, it's just a thing. lie. They just assume, they just assume because Samaritan's Purse is a Christian organization that they won't have anything to do with LGBT yeah, so that's people. They're prejudiced against an organization where it's like, how you can't walk up and unless you're like wearing the gay pride and like everything like this, yeah, like, we you don't can't know look at gay. somebody and know they're gay. Well, most like, people. Well, I mean, saying. you might get, Unless you might guess, but yeah, but that's the thing. It's not like the color of your skin where, yeah. you know, you can't hide that if a person comes up and they need help. You don't know immediately if they're vegan or if they're gay or if they're, well, if they're vegan, you know, or a Republican, you don't know, you don't know unless they tell you. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, you don't know. Exactly. Um, or you might guess, but you don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of that brings up a, an interesting question. So we are all Christians here. How, how do we... How, how do we function, you know, still sharing the gospel, still proclaiming Christ's kingdom, um, especially in light of Easter. We just had Easter yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Christ has has taken his seat next to the Father. Um, he is on the throne. How do we continue to, to you know, propagate that in this time of social isolation? You know, what maybe are some things that you've done or you've seen other people doing to... Um, or any ideas you have of like just just being good Christian people in this time, and so I'll I'll start with that since it's my question and kind of provoke some thought. Um, so I've just been calling people, you know, reaching out, making sure that we're staying connected with uh, the people that you know are really important to us. You know, even even some of my classmates have been talking to them a little bit. You know, trying to. Try to just stay so you know keep keep people in the social loop so that people aren't like isolated too much. Uh, I think supporting Samaritan's Purse is going to be a, a huge thing that people can do to kind of help or other organizations. I know there are a lot of organizations that are um, helping out. I know they're taking donations. Um, they're taking you know any any medical personnel mm-hmm. um, that are able to help. I'm I'm sure that a lot of the Christian medical personnel are on the front lines here. I don't. I'm not a medical personnel, so I don't. I struggle to think of what I can do mm-hmm. um, yeah. sometimes personally. Uh, do any of you guys have any any thoughts on how we pursue this? I think generosity is kind of a litmus test oh. of our, I guess, of our faith. You know, we should be the people who are on the front lines, saying that. Um, you know, stocking the food pantries or, you know, if we're, if financially able to help stock food pantries, to be looking after um, those friends that we have who may, you know, may not want to go out to the store to get groceries or family members or it's not necessarily the, it can seem like big things right now, but it's pretty small things. That I think if we keep doing them consistently, um, we'll show, we'll light a spark, and we'll show where our hearts actually are at. I think, you know, it's it's a lot about being a good neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh-huh. Um, and striving for unity instead of division, where possible. And yeah, I mean, just, just trying to, to look after each other. I think it says a lot in how we present ourselves to the public on Facebook, on Instagram, on any social media that we're using, um, to convey whatever message we want. Um, how are we using that as a tool for, for unity and for God's kingdom right now, instead of, you know, airing dirty laundry or, you know, just, I guess, being, I'm trying to think of the word to use, but um, I've always tried to be more conscious of how I use Facebook. Um, (laughs) 
because I learned from a young, I, I was taught from a young age that um, everybody and anybody can see your Facebook and what does your Facebook say about you? Mm. And so, you know, um, it, it, a lot of young kids never think about this, really don't think about it, but uh, people from job interviews and stuff like that will look at your Facebook. That's true. So what are you telling? What are you, what are you saying? You know? And mm. so... And I'm definitely not one of those people who does the super hokey, like, Jesus's followers will share this post or yeah. like those yeah. sort of things, uh, you know? <laughs> I hate those. Yeah. Those are annoying. <laughs> or, but, or the ones, if, share if you want Jesus to win, ignore if you want Satan to win. Yeah. Oh, my oh goodness. My goodness. I hate those just, oh, those drive me nuts. They are. Um, but I, I think it is, I think it is just thinking about that, like, okay, how, how am I presenting myself to the public via Facebook? How am I presenting myself even within the church and amongst my friends um, through my actions towards them? And how can I, how can I help in this situation instead of being, instead of being a stumbling block? All right. Yeah, there's some good thoughts there. Really, really good thoughts. Yeah, I I'm just running through my head trying to think of all the things I posted recently and thinking <laughs> were they were they good? <laughs> was I was I honoring like, God in that? Yeah, all your actions. Yeah, <laughs> like you know maybe maybe I need to go back and delete some things there. I'm <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it's a good it's a good thing to think about because sometimes you forget you know you're just going through life and you forget that everything you do has a is sending a message to somebody. You know everything you say everything. You know, like our show here, we, we, we sometimes are critical and that's, yeah. that's our show. <laughs> We're a little more critical, but like on Facebook, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be too critical, like all the time on there, you know, always complaining, always, you know, venting, you know, like maybe I should be a little more uplifting or encouraging it, you know, yeah. you know, at times like that, you know, cause there's a lot of people who they haven't seen me in a long time. So this is the only this is the only gym they know, yeah. <laughs> you know, like maybe I haven't seen them since I was in high school and they follow me on Facebook and it's like, well, they don't, they don't know me anymore. Really. This is the only thing they get from me is, is through Facebook, the only contact. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And I, I don't think about that enough that, yeah, I, because my friends like from church, they know me, they know my different personalities. So they're not like, Oh, Jim complained. He must, you know, he must just be a bitter person. <laughs> Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. but someone who hasn't talked to me since high school, they might look at that and be like, "My Jim complains all the time. He's such a unhappy person. Like he's just bitter. Like I don't know. I'm just you know, I don't really think about it too much. Yeah. But yeah, it's something I need to think about a little bit more. Like how am I portraying myself to the world when you know? Yeah. Right, and I think for us, like it, it could just shine through so much more right now because there are so many people who are anxious. Yeah. There are so many people who their what was their solid ground that they were standing on has completely ripped away. There's a lot of people who are afraid. Um, there's a lot of people who are upset, and and that fear has left led to anger. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for us to. S to show that we have this solid ground that we can stand on even when, you know, our jobs are stripped away, even when, you know, we don't know what, where we'll be financially in a month or two, mm -hmm. or even at the end of the year. Um, or, you know, if we get sick with a coronavirus, 
you know, like that we have a firm foundation and we, our identities are not in anything that's happening here right now. It's in Christ. Um, it's something that the world craves. Yeah. And even now, so more than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, another way we can, you know, really be an encouragement is being in prayer with people and for people. And um, true, I know I've heard a lot of a lot about uh, people praying for um, those that are, you know, have have family members that are being affected by COVID nineteen, and um, just praying with with people, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get their their thoughts geared toward God, you know, asking God to intervene in their lives. Yeah. Um, we don't want to definitely underestimate that power because right. that is where God works is through prayer. So, and as this show is, is supposed to be about culture, like I feel like our culture doesn't, doesn't necessarily see it that way. Um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know even I'm a, I'm a Christian and I still struggle seeing yeah. it that way. So, uh, yeah. like, yeah, uh, I think we can really impress on those that we know, you know, the importance of prayer and like, mm-hmm. um, you know, how it, how we use it in our daily lives and yeah, um, show them that. Mm-hmm. Maybe if that made sense, did I just make a sentence or am I Joe Bidening it up over here? <laughs> <laughs> You're a little more lucid than Joe Biden. A little yeah. More lucid, okay. yeah. But yeah, we haven't, we've actually been very fortunate or blessed us because it hasn't disrupted our lives as much as it has like i see a lot of people on social media you know college students who have to come home yeah you know and uh you know they're just uncertain if they're gonna be able to go back to school high school students who were supposed to graduate this year and they they didn't get a chance to say goodbye they didn't get their prom they didn't get graduation ceremonies you know they didn't get to say goodbye to their friends you know just all of a sudden it's done (laughs) you know um Mm -hmm weddings, uh, funerals, people who have died and they can't go to their family's funerals because of it. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's rough for a lot of people. We've been very blessed that, I mean, it just, I have to sit inside and I'm bored, Yeah. but that's about the extent of it. I don't have any family members who are dying and I can't see them Mm -hmm. or, you know, in the, in the nursing home. And I, you know, I can only see them from a window, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, like there's a lot of people who are really suffering and it's really hard for them. And so, yeah, I agree. Just being empathetic and, you know, and, and being a light to them would be really effective, you know, showing them that things will get better and things can be, you know, when you have a, a firm foundation in Christ. I mean, that it's not a great experience, but at least you can get through it knowing that there's something greater going on, you know. Yeah. And, uh, can I have a yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Um, my sister's church actually has a Facebook page that I'm a part of, and they actually did, like, she led a Bible study, and so she would, like, post um, what she's going to be covering and different questions the day before, and then she would go live on Facebook and discuss it, um, and then we could all, you know, like, comment all mm-hmm. the time. I like that page a lot, and I've been using it as a little resource a lot. I have a harder time being overtly Christian on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I have things like 
my husband tried to post something on my wall that didn't have a very appropriate word in it. Oh, yeah. So I hit it from my timeline and asked him to remove the tag. And, yeah. You know, so there's, like, things I'm doing that I try to keep my social media pretty, like, neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just because I have a lot of people from my program yeah. who, like, all their backstories are, oh, I grew up in a church, and I've been burned by them. Yeah. So for me to be like, I'm a Christian, here's God, here's God, here's God, here's God, Yeah. they're just going to delete me. Right. So, like, I have a harder time being, like, overtly Christian on my Facebook page. Yeah, I see what you mean. Right. But Yeah, and I'm not saying, like, being... I don't think you necessarily have to be, like, over the top, overtly Christian in what you're posting all the time or what what that is. But I think just not posting every complaint, Mm -hmm. even against our government right now, um, posting, like, you know, I think there's a lot of discernment that can come into what we're posting right now. Yeah. like, it doesn't have to be a Bible verse every day or anything like that. Yeah. But even just refraining from posting something that maybe we're really feeling right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. That could be, that is like totally the, maybe the wrong emotions, you know, or the wrong way to be approaching something um, can have a big impact, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Because there's so many people, uh, like, the, on, Twitter and stuff is where I see a lot of the sad stories where people are struggling. On Facebook, mm-hmm. I see a lot of complaints as I go through my mm-hmm. as my timeline. As I go through, mm-hmm. like, there's just people, person after person after person, just complaining about everything. And you're right, like, to not add to it, just not add to the chorus of complaints about, you know. And it is exhausting to yeah. through that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, it is. there's nothing, like, you, there's always, you've always heard this growing up, right? That nobody likes to be around a complainer or right. a whiner. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, and so, like, how can we be bringing joy mm-hmm. um, into a world right now that's just full of fear and bitterness mm-hmm. and um, complaining? Yeah. You know? Right, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, that was... Good discussion. I feel like there was one other thing I wanted to discuss before we closed. Give me a second. Brain doesn't work like it used to. You should run for president. I know. Apparently, yeah, right? apparently that's what the Democrats are looking for. They should be um, running better right now. Come on. Uh, Just I know. Just um, kidding. Let me see. I don't, maybe we have hit all the topics that I wanted to cover. Maybe. How long is this one? Is it? Been about an hour. We've been on for almost an hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's been, yeah. It's that sounds good then. Minutes, so uh, we can wrap it up. Um, anything else burning to, you know, you're burning to just get off the, off the mental roller coaster and out of the show. Talking to Katie or me? Either one of you. I, I'll take that silence no. as. Uh, yeah. I, I think I pretty much covered everything either in this one or the previous broadcast so okay perfect all right we'll we'll call it there um thank you again so much to you katie for joining us it's a pleasure to have you here always always 
Um, now that we figured out how to, you know, zoom you in, we'll have to see if we can do this more often. Yeah, I'd love to keep joining. Um, I mean, you guys know that I'm. Well, I, I love talking about politics and government and oh. how what what role it should play in our lives and different things like that. So, yeah, no, it's it's fun for me, and um, I think we had a good discussion today. Um, actually, a lot of what I said is stuff that I've been needing to tell myself, and so I hope that those people who have been listening today that maybe you found some encouragement, maybe some conviction and, um, let's just, you know, for those of us who do live by the Bible, what I'm going to, I'm going to pose this question. What can you do to bring joy to those around you and to, you know, yeah, to those around you in this dark time. So. Awesome. All right. Thank you for that, Katie. Uh, we are out of time, so we will be back with you next week. Again, we'd like to ask you guys to you know, give us a rate, subscribe, um, email us, share us with your friends. We, we depend on our listeners to keep us going. So thank you guys all for joining us. Thank you again, Katie. You're welcome. My pleasure. Uh, so email the show. Uh, the, the email is... Straight news for you. Straight news for you at gmail.com. I don't know why I can never think of that. Um, all right. So we'll be back with you next week. Um, do all those things. Uh, maybe give us money. I don't know. That's, that's fine. Uh, that spark joy for us. That, that, so much that, That's true. That is true. <laughs> all right. So thank you again for joining us, and we will see you next week. This, I'm Thomas. I'm Jim. And I'm Katie.